Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Chad and Zay. All right, let's go hour number three on a Wednesday, getting ready for the Masters, a special week if you love golf, and so many do around the greater Austin area. So, part three today, you get going tomorrow, and we'll see if any PGA studs and any live studs get put together on the weekend. That'll be fun to see, hopefully Saturday and Sunday. Earlier, someone suggested that, that, that what they wanted was like a Rory Brooks Kepka. A Tiger Phil has been mentioned. Those kind of combos. All right, uh, it's Chad and Zay. I'm Chad Hastings. He's Isaiah Collier, and he picked this beat just for us. Who you got, Zay? Drank up in my cup, instrumental, Swisher House. I don't know who hopped on this beat and rapped, but I know it's Houston. Swisher House? Swisher House. Okay. Yeah. More Houston stuff. Yeah. Dude opens up, drank up in my cup. Main hold up. <laughs> <laughs> so you can tell it's chopped and screwed, and yeah, just a cool beat. Just okay. Cool beat. Gotcha. Yeah, very nice, deliberate kind of beat. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So Swisha House getting us started this hour. Yeah. If you ever hear this beat just out by itself, somebody's freestyling around you. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Somebody's probably rapping. Okay. To this beat. Gotcha. I'm not going to tell you if it's good or not, but somebody's <laughs> attempting to rap. Somebody's trying. Somebody's trying. At least the bed, the bedrock of it's good. Yeah. They're going, They're going. you know. Great beats to rap over. Good Houston Not everybody beat. can rap. Yeah, that's true. You that's, know. boy, never have you said anything more true in your life. Not everybody can rap. That is true. All right. Uh, hour number three begins on a Wednesday the way it normally does. Let's go to the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina Hotline. Hey, kids, we are only 10 days away from the Texas spring game. So let's talk some Longhorn football and some other stuff with Chip Brown of Horns247.com. Check out the flagship podcast that he is a part of. Check out that Morning Brew article as well. Chip, what's going on, brother? Oh, man, I was just uh, watching the replay of Scotty Scheffler's hole-in-one on hole number nine in the par three contest. Ooh. Dude, how great is that to watch all those? I love watching those hole in ones. I saw that as well. Scotty hit one. Somebody else right after that. They usually have like three to four every year. That is so cool because they flip out, Chip. They turn into little kids running all over the tee box. It's great. Oh, yeah, and they got to pay each other like $1,000. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and, yeah, like, be- they bet on everything. Oh, I, I covered the Masters one year, and I'm doing this story on – the par three contest and there's Arnold Palmer. He's playing with fuzzy Zeller and fuzzy Zeller makes a hole in one. I see Arnie dig into his pocket, uh, hand him some, some cash. So I, I go up to Arnold Palmer after I'm like, okay, what'd that cost you? He's like, Oh, smooth thousand. Just like always. Ooh, so, that's like always. So those guys go out there, you know, Hey, $1,000 hole-in-one? Sure. Sounds good. Let's go. 
That is crazy. As long as we're there, Chip, I mentioned this earlier on the air. I do need to publicly thank you once again for the master shirt that I'm wearing. What This says a lot about you, and it also speaks to the people in my life. I think you have purchased for me the most expensive shirt I own, and I'm wearing it today. <laughs> I wear it every year around the Masters. I always think of you, and to this day, I don't think anyone's ever purchased me a shirt that costs more than this one. So thank you, sir. Thank you very much. Well, I'll tell you what, anyone who's ever been to the Masters or anyone who's lucky enough to get to go, once you go into that shop, you want to buy everything. <laughs> and and you can ship it home. Oh, no. So they they make it so easy for you to drop. I, I don't think you can get out of there for under 500 bucks. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, man, their gear... I bought a duffel bag that they don't even make anymore. Yeah. That thing is the most durable duffel bag I've ever bought, and I, I, I take it everywhere. Yeah. Every time I wear this shirt, somebody tells me I look sharp in it. The collar's oh, kind of clean. The collar's kind of weird looking after all these years, but I get a compliment every time I wear it. Every time. It's holding I love up. it. Yeah. I love it. It's holding up very well. Uh, Chip, it seems like uh, seems like the Longhorn football team's holding up pretty well. Ten days till spring practice. Um, Sark had the presser yesterday. Give me, your, give me your sense on this team. I know we've been talking lines of scrimmage with you um, at times as we've led up to it, but I also know you're focusing in a little bit on the, the running backs from the Morning Brew. Was that today that you got into running backs with the Morning Brew article? Yeah. Am I right on that? Yeah. Talk yeah, I mean, it, it's 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 a weird spring because normally there's holes, you know, that you like big holes. You gotta fix. You gotta you gotta hide. You gotta figure out how you're gonna endure uh, in spite of. And this year, it's like okay, you got the second year of Quinn Ewers. You've got. You know, you got some questions at running back. You've got a really suddenly full and talented receiver room uh, with the additions of A.D. Mitchell from Georgia and the top high school receiver in the country in Jonte Cook and another absolutely smooth uh, freshman receiver in DeAndre Moore. And, you know, they don't even have Isaiah Nayer back as a full participant yet in spring football. But, you know, the strength of the lines of scrimmage, um, the fact that, you know, yesterday we learned from Steve Sarkeesian that David Benda and Mo Blackwell are, and Keaton Crawford, the safety, are, are, you know, playing the best football they've played and might be poised for the same kind of uh, breakout that Jalen Ford had last year. You know, this is the, you're talking about depth for the most part. And that's probably the biggest story of spring right now is that this team uh, hasn't, you know, knock on wood, suffered any new injuries um, really since the start of spring football. And, you know, obviously five practices left, including the orange-white game. But, you know, this is the, it, it feels weird because it's, it's the kind of conversation you have about a championship football team. And now they got to go win a championship. You know, that, that's everything setting up for them to make a run. And, and I think Steve Sarkeesian's been honest and 
pretty transparent about um, what this team needs to to work on. Um, you know, going into fall camp last year, uh, going into spring this year, he you know last year was the offensive line and the secondary and special teams. This year, it's the deep passing game. You know, I mean, they're they're and and that's a big deal for Steve Sarkeesian's offense. It doesn't his offense doesn't work the way uh, it's supposed to work unless the deep ball is a legit threat. And with all the speed they've added um, at receiver, you know, you can tell that Steve Sarkeesian feels good about where things are headed. It's not it's not a finished product, but um, you know, it's spring ball, and they'll have summer to work and fall camp, but. You can tell he likes where things are headed. Yeah, I like that you mentioned that you could tell just a certain confidence that Sark has coming into his third year. And one of my favorite moments in the presser involved you, Chip, where you asked him that double question about Connor Robinson, the O-line depth, and he was like, which question you want me to answer? And you said both. <laughs> both. <laughs> you said both. Do you know who I am? <laughs> and he apologized. I mean, yeah, and he apologized to you, and I'm like, oh, look at Sark apologizing. That's a different Steve Sarkeesian that we saw at the Alamo Bowl, him going off on the Alamo Bowl worker in the tunnel. Like, he has a certain ease about him this, you know, in year three that, you know, do you notice that ease just with that exchange that y'all had uh, yesterday in the press conference? Yeah, I mean, I think he's, and I thought he was even lighter, um, what, four days earlier when we talked to him. Um, But he does. He He seems comfortable. I mean, he's come right out and said, I really like the leadership on this team. I like the depth on this team. I think we're good on the lines of scrimmage. You know, that you just don't hear that very much from coaches. Um, you know, I, I mean, you've got Lou Holtz on one extreme, who's always like, oh, poor us. We, we uh, you know, some of our guys look like they've never played football, and then they go out and win a national championship. Mm-hmm. But I think, I think Sark tries to keep it real, and I, I, I for one, appreciate that. Um, but he does. He seems, you know, he seems at ease. And when you talk to Steve Sarkeesian, naturally it's going to be, a lot of it's going to be about the offense. You know, his comfortability is going to be there if he feels good about the offense because we've, we've talked about this. The offense is what, in a lot of ways, held this team back last year. You know, not being able to score against TCU, um, you know, not being able to close out 17-point leads against Texas Tech and Oklahoma State. And, and, and then in the bowl game, without Bijan Robinson and Roshan Johnson, uh, not, you know, not being able to execute a pass-first game plan um, against a team that executed a pass-first game plan really well in Washington. So, you know, I think that all speaks to, you know, the comfort level of, of Steve Sarkeesian right now with regard to the growth and development of, of this team with the growth and development of Quinn Ewers, who, you know, you just continue to hear he's, he's really in year two feeling much more comfortable. The reads are coming that much more quickly. The connections down the field um, with a new cast of receivers is is happening. And you know, it's 
it's spring ball. You're you're scrimmaging against yourselves, but I mean Texas that defensive line, even without Morrow, Ojimo, Keandre Coburn, um, you know you still have Byron Murphy, Tavondre Sweat, Vernon Broughton, Alfred Collins, and that's a group that led the nation in in pressuring the quarterback last year. So you should be getting a pretty good look um, for your offense and. And so it's weird. It just, I don't like the Kool-Aid as, as much as, you know, I used to talk about the battered fan syndrome for Texas fans because every year they, they would come in, you know, thinking, oh, man, we can, we can figure out a way. We can get better. We can develop. We can get into the Big 12 title game and, and win, maybe win a conference championship. And it, it was like one banana in the tailpipe after another. <laughs> and so – so now, you know, you look at it and it's kind of based on real stuff, like lines of scrimmage, quarterback. You know there's talent at, at the receiver position. And, and, and so, you know, it just feels like it's shaping up to be a, a Big 12 title game or bust kind of year. Talking with Chip Brown. Chip, I know you love a good story. Do you think Xavier Worthy is about ready to rewrite this story? I'm fascinated by what he went through last year. Some of it maybe on him some of it's on other issues including his coach probably should have kept his mouth shut at a particular press conference uh when not asked a question so as you look at him but he, i know he's given him praise on the fact he's coming off this surgery he's being a better leader and all that kind of stuff even in that run, uh, receiver room that you described earlier um you know earlier in this interview do you think Xavier Worthy is about ready to to rewrite a story and we're going to be talking about you know him in a very different way by the end of 23 well, I think this. I think the competition has has lit a fire under Xavier Worthy. I think part of the problem last year was, you know, Steve Sarkeesian talked about how he played the second half of the year with a, a broken bone in his hand. What does that tell you about the depth of that receiver room? And and the the tough part is that Sarkeesian needs like two to three Xavier Worthies. And, and that's what he had at Alabama, you know, with guys like Jalen Waddell and Henry Ruggs and Jerry Judy. And, you know, he had burners all over the place who were electric, who scared the bleep out of defenses, getting behind them. And now when you add a, a Jonte Cook, um, you know, Brendan Thompson's running track, but you know he can, he can, he's got those kind of wheels. And then you, you know, add in a, a DeAndre Moore, uh, an A.D. Mitchell, man, now that now that's competition and everybody's fighting for a job every day. And I think Xavier Worthy loves that. I mean, I think Xavier Worthy loves football. And he showed you as a freshman, as, you know, with his ability to grasp all the concepts of Sark's offense and went out and, you know, broke all the freshman records that this guy is, is a special football player. So yeah, I do. I think he'll I think it'll be he'll have a comfort level with Quinn Ewers that was a you know, was up and down last year. There's no doubt about it. And sometimes it looked like Worthy was upstaging Ewers. And sometimes it felt like Ewers thought he was being upstaged and it felt like his confidence dropped a little bit in the second half of the regular season. I don't think that stuff's going on anymore. And so I think I think that will end up being 
sort of a blip on the on the timeline. Uh, if it isn't, then Xavier Worthy's costing himself money. Yeah, that's a good way to say it. Uh, all right, before we let you go, Chip, quick opinion poll: You and Zay. I'm looking at the Texas website. Quinn Ewers' picture is still the old hair. If y'all are Quinn Ewers, would you upgrade to the new hair, Zay? Yeah. You go new hair. Yeah, upgrade. Chip, new would hair, you, new man. Chip, would you upgrade to new hair picture or leave it with the old? Leave it with the mullet. No, I think I think he wants to. I think he needs it and wants it. You know, he wants the new picture because he's the new Quinn with the no, you know, lack of hair. Well, there you go. SID. SID folks over at UT. You heard it here first. Go check it out. Get Quinn in there. Take another picture with the new hair. That's Chip Brown. Horns, yeah. Horns247.com. Check all the great stuff they have for you as we are 10 days away from the spring game. Hey, hey Chip, who you got winning the Masters this weekend? Ooh, that's a good one. Oh, man. I mean, I it's hard to bet against Scotty Scheffler. The guy just yeah. seems like he's impervious to all the stuff going on around him. You know, Chip, you love this sport, too. There's a little Federer to Scheffler when he's on. When you make it look that easy, he reminds me of Federer in that way. I'm not saying he's going to end up being that level, you don't understand. But just in terms of the fluidness of it and how easy he makes golf look, he kind of has a little Roger to me. Yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of scary. Like, all this stuff and golf has never been more divided it's never had bigger issues than it has right now and that guy is like man i'm just waiting to hit my next shot yeah. you know i mean yeah. and he's 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 a simple guy his all of his buddies joke about how he still eats at chipotle every night the guy's <laughs> you know making a hundred million a year and you know he's married to his high school girlfriend he talked about how he was full of anxiety last year you know sunday morning of the masters and you know he's like are we ready for this if, if if i win and she's like who are you to decide if you're ready or not just go do your best and and let's go from there and he's like okay and he <laughs> we went had out a, and nailed it yeah we had a listener text today that with last night's menu he just went straight applebee's that's what they <laughs> accused him of yeah <laughs> he just went with the burger sliders i mean <laughs> Oh, they're Scotty-style, man. Scotty-style sliders. That is Chip Brown. Check them out. Hordes247.com, the flagship podcast, and that Morning Brew article focusing in on the running back room at Texas today. Chip, we always appreciate it, man. Enjoy the Masters. Thanks once again for the shirt, and we'll talk to you next week. Hey, you got it. Talk yeah. to you later, fellas. Yeah, Thanks, baby. Chip. Still, still fits well. Still fits. It's holding up. Other than the collar, this thing looks pretty much brand new. I mean, you should button it all the way up. It's a little preppy, but you guys should it's go, fire. You guys should go Chris Sims. Well, hang on, I'll try the Chris Sims. <laughs> Chris makes it work. I literally said preppy and you say Chris Sims. No, when like, I think of button all the way up, can I get away with that? Can Ooh, I get away with all the yeah, way up? Yeah, the three buttons, that's a little much. Every time I do the all the way up, my wife looks at me like I'm crazy and says, unbutton that top one. I got to. Got to unbutton? Yeah, you got to unbutton. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. I know. I'm telling you. Only Chris Sims can make that work. Chris I'm pretty S- sure more people than Chris Sims can make it work. Chris Sims and Bubba Watson in golf try to make it work. I just saw Bubba hit a hole-in-one, too.
I think. I think he oh, got a well, hole in one today on the par three. The other lefty. The other guy, that's right. He was there at that Champions Dinner last night. Bubba's got two, if I'm not mistaken. Well, up next, we'll get you why today matters. It is April 5th. We got three big old birthdays in the world of pro wrestling, including one of Zay's favorites. We will get to that. Also, a guy in the basketball world that's one of my favorites, but what does Zay think of him? We will find out. This is a guy who has a ring with the Spurs. That's coming up on the horn. Chad and Zay. All right, it is Wednesday, and my old man comment for this one, Zay, is this one sounds new. Yeah, it's new. This sounds very newish. New, yeah, yeah, last. Five to ten years to me. There we go. Is that fair? Very fair. Okay. Um, do I have any shot here? Yeah. A little bit? Uh-huh. Um, Just a little bit. Um, um, what's the one that... Uh, I always go back to the one that uh, Amenahue liked. Gunna. No. Close. Okay. Who is it? Migos. Migos. R.I.P. Right. Offset. Migos is a group name, correct? Yeah. All right. Yeah, you know, wait, Offset or Takeoff? Which one? Takeoff, I think, passed. Which one's a Cardi B? Offset meal. Off, offset's Cardi R-I-P B. R.I.P. Takeoff. R- <laughs> sorry, don't, sorry. Dude, yeah. they, dude, don't do that around me. <laughs> they're going to accuse you of killing rappers. If you, they're going to start, don't do that. If Offset, sorry, Offset, offset that's on you. I'm not a huge Migos guy. I appreciate this song. And what they do for the hip-hop game, but I'm not a big Migos. Cardi B's going to come after you and be beating you with a McDonald's bag. Yeah. You're trying to mess with her McDonald's man. McDonald's bag. So Migos is the group here. How many members in Migos? Was three. Was three. Okay. Now I think there'll never be Amigos since Takeoff passed away. Offset and Quavo, the two Alive members, I don't think they get along anymore. Okay. And where are they from? Atlanta. Atlanta rap. Okay. Yeah. I do love me some Atlanta rap. That's good. It's really good. If we had an all-time rap battle, one side is Atlanta and one side is Houston, who wins the battle? Oh. Record sales, rap talent, uh, freestyle ability, concerts prob- sold, who wins? Probably Atlanta. Okay. Yeah, when Outcast walks in the building, it's tough. It's tough. It's tough to compete with when they walk in the building. <laughs> Andre and Big Boy yeah, walk in. And it's tough. The Houston guys are like, damn. <laughs> damn. But, yo. Damn. But Pimp C and Bun B, they're uh-huh. right there with Outcast, in my opinion. Okay. They're right there. All right. I know they have a lot of respect. I'm looking forward to listening to that album today. We'll hit that tomorrow at 2 o'clock. I'm listening to Riding Dirty by UGK. And Zay is going to tell you what he thinks of Traveler by Chris Stapleton. That's our album swap for tomorrow. We got the Masters Part 3 going on today. Here's an old Masters update for you. The Augusta National Golf Club has made it very clear over the last year or so. Phil was not invited. Excuse me. Was Invited last year if you wanted to be. He chose to not be there. Yeah. In case people didn't realize that. He was super that petty last year. He went all petty. They invited him this year. He shows up. But, there you go, Phil Grove. But the chairman, Fred Ridley, has confirmed that Live Golf CEO and Commissioner Greg Norman wasn't invited to attend the 87th Masters this week. Quote, 
We did not extend an invitation to Mr. Norman, the primary issue, and the driver there is that I, ah, good, good, see what he did there, the driver. Uh, The driver there is I want to focus this week to be on the Masters competition, on the great players that are participating, the greatest players in the world, which by our decision in December, we ensured that we were going to honor and be consistent with our invitation criteria. So there you go. Now, Greg Norman, you know, he's going to have the... See, this is where if Greg Norman had just been able to finish one of those Masters situations, then we'd really have a story this year. He doesn't have the jacket. If he had the jacket, it'd be different. They get to choose each year whether he gets invited because he didn't win it. Phil won the jacket. He always gets a comeback. He's won multiple jackets. He always, yeah, that's their policy. Greg Norman didn't finish it. Didn't finish it. Damn, Greg. Mm? Mm-hmm. I'm sure he's wiping his tears with all those hundred dollar bills. Yes, yes, one side, one each, yeah. one for each side. He, <laughs> he, has, right, he has right eye one hundreds and left eye one hundreds. He ain't tripping. <laughs> no, he is not. But I'm sure he's still petty, and that's what we love. Uh, a lot of pettiness in golf. We got pettiness in basketball going on right now, uh, and a lot of things on the board today. Let's tell you why today matters. On April fifth, we'll talk birthdays and make you hungry too. Why Today Matters, brought to you by Sinus and Snoring Specialists. Get Sinus and Snoring Relief with Dr. Daniel Slaughter at Sinus and Snoring Specialists. 512-601-0303 or sinussnoringent.com. All right. We don't always mention wrestling birthdays, but these are all huge, so I got to mention them. Uh, DDP is 67 today. Simon Dallas Page. Shout out DDP. One of my favorites anyway. And then I got into the DDP yoga, which I need to do more of. I haven't done it in a while, but it's very good. Save people's lives. Jake, Jake the Snake, shout out. And if you haven't seen that movie, go check it out. So DDP's awesome. Uh, and DDP was Carl Malone's tag team partner for the Rodman Hogan thing back what in the time. day. That's just, yeah, that was what a time in wrestling. What pay-per-view event was that? Or was that even the pay-per-view? It was. It was like a, I'm going to guess that was like a bash at the beach probably. Okay. Something like that. And about, who won? Was it a tag team? It was a tag, and I think they had Malone and DDP win. Really? I think they did. I think so. I'd have to go back and double check that. Wrestling people, let me know if I'm wrong on that. I think they had the 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 heels, excuse me, the baby faces win there. Yo, Jerry Sloan's rolling over in his grave. If Carl was a little bit more focused on the finals and not wrestling and dealing with Rodman. Maybe Utah Jazz would have a ring and Jordan would have five instead of six. Yeah, it wasn't just Phil Jackson who was upset during that time. I bet, yeah, I bet the I bet the Utah people were freaking out too. But it worked in Phil's favor more than it worked in Utah's. That's and what, Jerry Sloan's yeah, like exactly. this is Rodman. He needs to do stuff like this in right. order for him to be locked in on the court. Oh, I see. You're arguing that that since Carl Malone is slightly more important, he should have known better. Yeah, way more important. Uh, the best player on the team, Rodman's the number three. Basically, this is the wrestling version of picking a fight on the court, and you both get thrown out. That's what he did. Think about it. Rodman dragged him into that thing, and that's the exchange the Bulls would want. If we're gonna get one, if we're gonna get one of their guys to go with Rodman and not pay attention, let's let's have. Can we have it be Stock, Stockton or Malone? 
Yeah. Carmelo, we know you don't make the best decisions in life, but still, let's not get into it with Carl. You're more important to the Jazz than you are to WCW. That is fantastic. See, we worked it around to real sports. Come on now. Uh, Happy birthday to DDP. Also, happy birthday to Charlotte Flair. She is 37 years old today. And I never thought I would say this about the child of a wrestler, but if we're going to go Mount Rushmore of wrestlers, male wrestlers, Mount Rushmore female wrestlers, I think I would put a flair on each one. Wow. She's that good. She's that good. Now, Rick says she's taken over for him and actually surpassed his legacy. Well, let's relax. Calm down, Rick. Calm down. I don't agree with that, but she is one of the best female wrestlers I've ever seen in my life. I buy every bit of it. She's an absolute stud. She had a great moment at WrestleMania when Rhea Ripley beat her at WrestleMania. She was sitting under the ring, like right down on on the mat, on the floor, and she couldn't stop smiling. She kind of had a a shoot moment where she got out of character and was just smiling for what she had just done to help put Rhea Ripley over and give her the belt. And then I'm sure Charlotte also has a vacation planned right after Mania. Just the happiness she had was awesome. 37 for Charlotte Flair. And her being in the business so long with the family, she understands the greater good of having matches like that. It was beautiful, and she does a great job of that, too. She does a wonderful job of putting others over, just like her dad did. That's another reason why Rick is one of the best of all time. Um, So, also, Zay, one of your new favorites, and your old favorites, Dominic Mysterio. He's 26 today. Dominic! How about all all that he's been a part of in wrestling, and he's only 26. Yo, he could be in the Hall of Fame when he's 35. Oh, my God. He's, he's already a legend. You realize in, do you realize in this lead-up what they had him do? Do you really understand what they had him do to provoke his dad and get into that match? Like cuss out moms? He cussed mom out. He told mom to shut up, got in her face and screamed shut up, and then he threw a drink in her face at WrestleMania. Oh, whoa. <laughs> I'm telling you. If there's one family who has no boundary lines when it comes to work versus shoot, it is that family. They are hard core into wrestling and good for them i don't think i could cross those lines but they do dominic 26 today loses the match at wrestlemania but they did it in a way where he doesn't lose all of his cred he's a great heel right now and by the way go ahead and do yourself a search on dominic mysterio's woman he is dating excuse me engaged to his high school sweetheart man Word? It's impressive. Okay. It's well done, Dominic Mysterio. <laughs> well done. Can't tell you her name right now off the top of my head, but it was impressive to see. You'll see those those pictures there. And he ain't the best looking one in that picture. By far. By far. Dominic Mysterio got engaged. The only thing I would say is I think he got engaged in like 2011. That concerns what? me. Or maybe hopefully it's dating in 2011 and they're just now getting engaged. But apparently they are. Yeah, that wouldn't make much sense. Yeah, they are set to be married, and she is very, very attractive. Uh, and not a wrestler, unless I'm missing something there. So happy birthday to Dominic Mysterio. Now let's see if we can make them hungry National Deep Dish Pizza Day. Are you into the deep dish pizza? Super thick. Um, no, it's just a lasagna with crust. It's good. Yeah. It's, I don't need it. I don't eat. Yeah, I don't eat that a lot. It. No. a little too thick. Now I've never been to Chicago, so I'm sure whenever I go to Chi Town and try it, that might change. Yeah, I would advise like Giordano's is the one I've had in Chicago. It's really good. It's thick, 
just have one or maybe two pieces and you'll be ready to pass out. Right. Man, it's thick, thick pizza. It is good, though. Also, it's National Caramel Day. Give me your favorite thing that involves caramel. Your Rolos guy, just go straight caramel. Uh, Rolos, I. That's the crack of the caramel world, really. Yeah. Actually, guys, the crack of the caramel world is just that Brock's caramel square. Oh, that the old folks used to have? Oh, dude. When always I was at the bottom of grandma's purse. When I was a kid, that's what I was looking for at Halloween was the was the cube of caramel. That's how simple we were. Those were good, man. I love those. Those and the butterscotch, talk about old people faves. Yes. Those go crazy. Now, when it comes to caramel for me, Twix, simple Twix, pop it in the freezer, get it cool. That'd be mine, too, I think. Yeah. All time, All it's time. that. You get caramel with Snickers and some others, but yeah. Twix is a great one. Oh, Twix is so good. That's a good call. Good call. And if you do like your Rolos or Milk Duds or whatever, that's the good chocolate caramel combo. Yeah. That can be very, very good. The ca- I can't believe you brought up the caramel cubes and the butterscotch at the same time. Oh, those Brock's butterscotch discs, I will still kill those. Yo, those are so good, don't, man. Don't put a bag of those around me right now because I will have to eat Either some. you love them or you really hate them. Yeah, and see- There's and not I, much in between. See, because I spent every summer out at my grandparents. So I for like three months out of every year, old people determine what I ate and old people determine what was for dessert. <laughs> yeah. So when they busted out the butterscotch and caramel and all that stuff, I drew the line at candy corn. I had a great aunt that oh, loved no. candy corn. That's insanity. But the butterscotch discs, all day. All day long. Love those things. I don't think I've had one since my grandma passed. Ooh. God bless her soul. I can't say the same thing. <laughs> They're not in my house right now. Not the Brock's version, but I've had one in the last year. It seems like every Halloween I'll encounter one. Every Halloween, somehow a butterscotch disc ends up in my house. and I, have I thought they ran out of business. What, the like, Brock's company? I haven't seen it. I, haven't, I don't notice them anymore. I don't look for them. Go down an old people aisle at the grocery store. They're still <laughs> selling those things. What about Werther's Originals? Did you ever do those? That's another old people candy. Uh-uh. The Werther's, it's like a hard caramel. So it's a hard candy, but it's caramel. Oh, my God. That's an old person candy, too. When my I knew my parents had officially become old when they started getting into Werther's Originals. That's what we used to do. I used to have Werther's Originals on tennis trips in high school. Oh, I remember Werther's. I know exactly what oh, you're talking about. Oh, my yes. God. They love those things. All right, that's why April 5th matters to us. We hope you're having a good one. Part 3 contest. Wait, who's the basketball birthday? Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, thank you. Steven Jackson. 45 years old today. Jack? I have always been a Steven Jackson guy. Born in Houston, Port Arthur, uh, went to a junior college a little bit, and he's, he's been through a lot of stuff, has Steven Jackson. But I always love what he brought to a basketball team. Yeah, I love Steven Jackson too. I love what he's doing for the game now. Him and Matt Barnes, uh, Up in Smoke podcast, one of the best out if you're trying to look for NBA content. And, yeah, his playing days, talk about dog. And just, you know, I know people think of Malice in the Palace with him, but we're just talking hoops. He was good for every Spurs team he was on. That 03 team that he won it with, you fast forward to around 2011, 2012 when he played with them. He was one of their best players, and I know he had some falling out with Greg Popovich and stuff. That's very unfortunate, but we believe Warriors. He was a big part of that. 18, which I know Mass fan, that might hurt you a little bit. Mm. He was a huge part of that run that they had back in 2007. I think Steven Jackson deserves a lot of credit. 6'8", shoot the ball, 3 and D guy. He was good. Also one of my favorite resting mean faces ever.
Oh, yeah. That dude, just such a good enforcer, too. X Factor and all that. Plus, I'd never read this story. You may have, you probably heard this. Stephen Jackson, when he was like 16 years old, something like that, his older, it's like a brother or brother-in-law or cousin, somebody that was really close to him, he watched them get attacked, and they died. He watched them like get attacked by multiple people and died, and then there was a comment right after that about, so don't you think that might color the way that guy might react when he becomes an NBA player when his teammates are affected. Right. When they get attacked, it might affect the way Steven defends his teammates. Yeah. I'd never heard that story before, but I'm like, that does help put some pieces together. Yo, to have the intensity that he played with on the court and to be stoned <laughs> and have that same intensity, <laughs> you got to be a special type of person. Can like, you? Can you, wow. imagine, can you imagine what Steven Jackson would have been if he wasn't? Yo, not in the league. That would have been a different not level. Not in the league. Yeah, different level. Happy birthday to Steven Jackson, 45 years old. Today, Spurs fans, 03 championship team. As Zay just mentioned there, he got a ring. Help him get a ring in 03. All right, stems and seeds coming up before we get out of here. Don't move. It's the horn. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Chad and Zay. Uh, was that a Magic City reference? Is that what that was? Probably. I ain't here. Okay. It. Fair enough. Uh, I'm wrap- sure it was. Wrapping up a Wednesday. Uh, do I have a shot here? Um... I mean, this guy just said his name, but nah. All right, who is it? The song originally is by Yo Gotti. This is the remix. Who you're hearing right now is Gucci Mane. Okay. Trina's on this, and Nicki Minaj is on this. Ah. Five Star Chick remix. Five Star Chick remix. Yeah. All right. Nicki Minaj and Gucci Mane. That's a good combo of names right there. Oh, yeah. That's nice. What's the song called? Five-star chick. Five-star chick. Okay. All right. Uh, and Nicki Minaj, high level of respect for you, right? Yeah. She's up there, kind of up in that I mean, she's upper no echelon. She's no Missy Elliott. Okay. You remember when we did the billboard, we went over it, and she's in the top ten, and we were a little confused by it? Right. Oh, yeah, that's true. They put Yeah, yeah that, that group put Nicki all the way up in the ten. You that's think high. that's too high? That's a little high. That's high. That's, that's a little high. A little ele- elevated there. All right. Uh, so Gucci Mane, Nicki Minaj, had a little Migos earlier, Bloodstone, Carol King, Vinnie Vincent Invasion, believe it or not, and Scorpions all have been on the show today. Plus the Swisher House beat to start the hour. Tomorrow we'll get into that album swap discussion at 2. I'm going to hit a UGK album. Zay's going to talk about a Chris Stapleton album. We'll do that at 2.05. Right now it's Stems and Seeds, and we'll go back to this Lamar Jackson stuff. Here we go. 
No stress, no seeds, no stems, no sticks. Brought to you by AV Consultations, 255-8678, or go to avconsultations.com. This just feels like the Ravens are trying to be mean. They're GM. Uh, they wouldn't go specific about Lamar, but they did say Eric DaCosta did acknowledge the possibility of the Ravens selecting Zay a quarterback in the first round. I mean... There's no reason to be mean. What are we doing? They picked 22nd, by the way, in the first round. I got a mock here that has them taking Quentin Johnston from TCU. By 22, everybody's gone, probably. Yeah. Those first main four guys are gone. They could have Hendon Hooker. That's what that, I was thinking. That's not going to help him this year? No. Hendon's got a long way to go. He to does. Be back from that. But he's that fifth quarterback. Wow. Out of Levis, Richardson, Bryce Young, and C.J. Stroud. And then Hooker's next. And then who else? Because... Yeah, Hendon Hooker, and then can't think right now. Who'd be the next guy? I know. Remember when the message was sent to Aaron Rodgers when they drafted Love instead of getting him a receiver there? Remember how they never got him a receiver over and over and over and draft after draft after draft? If the Ravens do anything but take a receiver in the first round, that's the clear message. That's the clear message of Lamar, we're moving. Something's got to change. It's not going to be you. Yeah, and now with this new stuff about Mac Jones and Belichick, I still don't think that's happening, but it makes it that much more interesting. But yeah, don't. This is very disrespectful if they do get a quarterback, but Lamar Jackson, he could have came back. There's money that he was given. He just didn't take it. Right. Yeah, no, no. There was a big offer on the plate. Big offer. It was there. There was a big offer there. The question would have been for, you know, if you're him, if I sign this, are you going to get me some weaponry? Some some real big time weaponry to put around the guys we've got now. To get a What's the what's the dude that played at Texas? The speed burner they've got. Uh, Devin Duvernay. Thank you, Duvernay. To where Duvernay doesn't have to be thought of as like, hey, does Duvernay have to play up like a one? Like, no, 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 no. Yeah, Duvernay tough. needs to be a badass two or three in the NFL right now. Build more around him. Running backs, other receivers. You can't put all that on a Devin Duvernay. That's not fair. Just like it wasn't fair to Hollywood Brown. Not at all. To put it all on him either. And at least him and Lamar were cool. Yeah, it's true. They actually liked each other. All right, Wednesday night lineup coming uh, after Ball Don't Lie. It's Wednesday night. Flex at 7, Longhorn Blitz podcast at 8, Fight Night at 9, and Sports Guys talking wrestling at 10. Keep it right here. We'll be back tomorrow for a Thursday show. See ya.